Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom live from live. my basement. <laughs> this, is, this is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. I'm Adam. And I'm Zach. And Adam, welcome to da 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 quarantine times. Yeah, man. And we're recording live tonight for the first time in our show's history. That's crazy. Yeah, we messed it up. Uh, turns out on this platform, Twitter, only one of us can have a video at a given time, and that one of us is me, because I I, I run the main account, and Adam just runs his very popular account where he does good art and makes a better impression on the rest of the world than me. It's sad. Today, we're going to talk about stories about everyone's favorite Moppet, uh, and do you know who that Moppet is? Man... Is this that Franklin Richards kid that everybody fights over all the time? This is that Franklin Richards kid that everyone fights over all the time. When when he's ready, his family's waiting for him on Krakoa. That's right. No Krakoa waiting for him in this episode, though. They can keep Franklin Richards for all I care. Thank you very much. Ooh, that's a <laughs> bold statement. But it's very true. Because on this episode, supported by Patreon supporter Saad Althani, we have an episode that starts out in a weird place. Uh, he's lucky this was his Patreon request, because I'm not sure we would have done this otherwise. Because, uh, Adam, do you know what the first uh, epic that we're going to be talking about tonight is? I don't know if I would call it an epic as much as four annuals that just tell the same story four different times with four different teams. It's Days of Future Present. Okay, so that was going to be our second story. See, we normally sort this out off air. Wait, what are we doing uh, first? But we're ju- we, I thought we were going to do the Hyperstorm. All right, let's garbage. do Hyperstorm stuff. This is the end of okay! Fantastic Four Volume 1, right? Where we get to find out about a very mysterious villain <laughs> with a great yes. face mask. It's very 90s. This is Fantastic Four Volume 1's number 406 to 414. A lot of it. We got a large chunk of FF content here. Seriously, this was a, the- this was a lot of issues here, Zach. Yeah, I know. I'm mad about it, too. This is the stuff about Hyperstorm. Uh, Adam, let's start from the beginning. You're a bigger FF guy than me. You always uh, say that, but the reality is that I, I just love Simonson's run. I, I haven't yeah. really read that much Fantastic Four. And this era of like Tom DeFalco just sort of treading water is um, not great. It's really not. Because uh, you're right, we got Tom DeFalco... And we got Paul Ryan doing the art on all of this. Not that Paul Ryan. Uh, it's a different one, which is good. Uh, but this Paul Ryan, he does does some art. And, like, right after this arc, right after this arc, literally all of Fantastic Four gets canceled and shunted off into an alternate reality because Marvel screwed up its books that bad. Yeah, uh, uh, we're actually going to see a, a little taste of Onslaught as we end this story. <laughs> just, a, just a little teaser. Just yes. a little teaser, a little taste test of Onslaught coming in on this one. Uh, which, guys, it's something. Yeah, I mean, this 
Even the status quo of the team is absolutely bizarre in this. Richards is missing. Richards and Doom are both missing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We got Ben Grimm here, but Ben Grimm, he's still missing a chunk of his face. He's just, he's got a big slice of his face that it's just cut clean off. Yeah, it looks kind of like uh, uh, like a, a Nerf pepperoni here. It's, it's kind of gross. It does. <laughs> the uh, the invisible woman, she's here. She's holding down the fort, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Richards is here. You know, Reed Richards' weird space dad. Time traveling space dad. Checking out the con- yeah, uh, I don't- the continuum. He's kind of a jerk. I don't I don't like him. Uh, we also have Psylord here. Y'all know about Psylord? Which one is Psylord? Uh, is that Kristoff? That's... Or, uh... No, no, no. no. Uh, that's that's old Franklin Richards. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's, that's mid-20s Franklin Richards. Yeah, he comes on a little bit he later, got... right? We and Yeah, he's in this one. We got Namor, uh, King of Abslantis. We got Namor, <laughs> King of Abslantis. The Human Torch is not here for the first chunk of it because he's with the Fantastic Force. Right, because that's a thing. Yeah, so we got the we got the lineup. We we got uh, uh, Elijah or Elijah or whatever the scroll that tricked Johnny into marrying her for a hot second. Yeah, and things got the hots for her too. So uh, we've got a little bit of a yeah. romantic triangle here. And, but we're getting oh, Ant Man's uh, here too. <laughs> yeah, not Ben. Ant Man's here. No, no, uh, no. Yeah, no. He Spidey. Forget. He I looks like that. Ben Riley, but it's Scott Lang, uh, and then also. His his daughter Cassie's here, as is Christoph Vernard, the uh, young weird Doctor Doom Sun Clone boy. Yeah, he's a kid, but he hops into like a Doombot uh, tall body and, and goes on adventures. It's kind of fun. He he does an Ultra Magnus thing where he's a little dude and then he gets into <laughs> a robot suit and becomes a big dude. Yeah, he hitches a trailer to his butt, and uh, there you go. It's great. Um, so anyway, I love that you and I are coming to Ultra Magnus from very different parts of Transformers continuity. That makes me very happy. I'm just thinking about the uh, the toy itself, which was like the dead. No, Optimus I'm thinking Prime. about the Transformers comic where Ultra Magnus is a dude inside of a suit that makes him a big dude. That that tracks with him. Uh, speaking, yeah, it's great. Speaking of uh, big, powerful dudes um, from futuristic locations, this is the arc that we get to introduce and defeat or try to defeat hyperstorm okay adam can we talk about the entirety of x-men content that's in this just every uh, last ounce of x-men related content that's yeah this, in this was what 15 Four 15 story. issues for like two pages of x-men content <laughs> we find out at the end this mysterious villain hyperstorm who has the uh who has the power of the hyperforce, yes. which is the power to have all the powers. Right, right. He uh, he is actually the son of Franklin Richards and Rachel Summers from Days of Future Past. Now, can we talk about why that's bad? Um, well, I mean, first of all, uh, Franklin dies in Days of Future Past, so doesn't really Pretty make explicitly. a lot of sense. So doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, we could be also, talking about... Also, Rachel it. from Days of Future Past is our Rachel. That's the regular Rachel. We know what she's doing. She took on the name Prestige. She has a baby werewolf now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't make much sense at all uh, who Hyperstorm is. But he's there essentially to, like, hint 
for issue after issue that there's some sort of connection to the Reed Richards family. And eventually it's revealed, but it's not very exciting. Yeah, it's not. Here's the thing. Hyperstorm, I've always known about. I've always known about Hyperstorm. I never read his stuff. He seemed unimportant. And it feels like this is very much in the vein of, like, who is this mysterious character? You don't know, but he's important. You'll find out. Kind of 90s garbage. Yeah, yeah. And it's so tacked on at the end. Like, what's Hyperstorm's motive? I know he's technically, like, a dystopic fascist empire of some future century. But that century seemed okay. It didn't seem very bad. Well, I mean, he has populated with, like, Latverian-esque robots? I don't know. It's He's obviously, like, a fascist ruler who just wants to, like, muck around and, and kick everybody's butt. I don't really get it either, though. Like, there's not a great motivation for moving Doctor Doom into the future um, and keeping him captive. There's not a great motivation for teaming up with, uh, what's his name, Zarkos? Uh, yeah, Zarkos the Tomorrow Man. Yeah, there's, you know... And Reed Richards has sort of like holed himself up in a cave surrounded by hill pirates. Uh, I'd never heard the term hill pirates before this, uh, before reading this story, but they're pirates who live on a hill. Apparently, that's really it. Um, They pillage the they pillage the high grass, uh, looking for Pokemons and treasures. (laughs) So they make a big deal out of like rescuing Doom and getting Reed back, and it's just an excuse to like reunite. Uh, the Fantastic Four. There's also a an Inhumans uh, side story that happens for a couple of these issues, which isn't really interesting. Yeah, in the middle of it. Yeah, and then we get the, the big reveal, um, and Franklin, who was kind of like, what, a teenager? as side? He was an older teen. So yeah. Franklin, Franklin right now is like 15-ish, and he's a jerk. Right, he's kind this of... This is like 22-year-old Franklin. Yeah, and, uh, you know, because of this story, he gets returned to being a little kid. So he's, gosh, poor Franklin. He's been a little kid since 63 and uh, just keeps getting aged down, I guess. It gives me hope that bad attitude teen Franklin (laughs) doesn't stick around past Dan Slott's run. We're going to find out. You never know. You never know. Right now he's got his uh, hair dyed black, but none of that is happening in these issues. Uh, Just uh, Hyperstorm versus the power of Galactus. uh, Oh yeah, Galactus shows up for a hot second. That's how they beat Hyperstorm. Him and Galactus are fighting forever, I guess. Um, And then in the last issue, uh, a little boy wanders through a portal uh, who introduces himself as Charlie and uh, just whisks Franklin away. Onslaught happens now. This is when Onslaught (laughs) starts to happen. Onslaught, if you haven't experienced it, go listen to the episode I did back in December with Chris Edelman, a friend of the show, Chris Edelman, good good all-around guy, uh, where we talk about it. Uh, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it ain't good. Um, and there's really only, what, like two issues of Fantastic Four after this story before they go into Onslaught and come back as Heroes Reborn, right? Yeah, then then they then they do that Heroes Reborn stuff, which I've never read and I have no intention of reading. It's not good. It's, uh, it's yeah. Jim Lee and Brandon Choi doing Fantastic Four, which... Doesn't even sound like a good idea, frankly. Like if you're gonna, they, that's a, 
<laughs> That's a good creative team, but a bad Fantastic Four team. Exactly. Not I, not the creators that you want to see on that book. Like, if you're thinking about who to put on Fantastic Four, you don't go, oh, the guys that did Wildcats. Like, mm, maybe not. Wildcats. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I don't even know really how to rank this, frankly, because it's like such, it's barely an X-Men story, but obviously it has a little bit, I think it has enough content that it could go on our list. Um, so let's introduce the list. How many things do we have on it now? We have, and people who see me stretching across the screen can see that I am trying to reach my laptop. Which is very far over here. Uh, but we'll get to that. We have 354 stories on this list. The number one story is uh, Dark Phoenix Saga. I'm pretty sure 100 so that time the Magneto threw Red Skull into a hole. Uh, is it? It is. That's a good story. Yeah, nothing's cracked oh, the man. top 100 recently. So uh, we're, we're safe there. 200 is X-Men 300. Mm-hmm. Or Uncanny X-Men 300, excuse me. Uh, 300 is Mechanics 1 through 6, a story that a lot of people like more than us. Uh, and 354 is the Draco! Draco! Here's, here's what I'd say. Onslaught's, Onslaught's sitting pretty at 329. Um. Better or worse? It's kind of worse than Onslaught? Uh, okay. I mean, Onslaught's it's just... got some good content at the beginning. Yeah. I feel it's like got some just... real too much content, though. Yeah, we uh, we just did X-Men Liberators recently, and I think we both remarked that that story was just kind of dull, like, writing and art-wise, and this is in the same boat. Like, it, it just feels like a, a monthly comic book that's coming out to be a monthly comic book. You know, it doesn't seem to really feel even all that excited to be coming out. (laughs) Does that sound right? Is this... I agree. On a very similar note, is this better or worse than Eve of Destruction by Scotty Lobbs? Um, I would put Eve of Destruction above it, if only for that Cyclops and uh, Wolverine in the sewers issue. Um, That one's pretty good. Yeah. That one's pretty good. Yeah. Is... Is it better than Legends of the Dark Claw? I was that's what I was just about to say. I think it's better than Legends of the Dark Claw number 1, the amalgam title where we uh mashed up Wolverine and Batman. So, uh should this be our new 344? Yeah, this is the new 344. Love it. Uh it's the FF stuff. Adam, please, 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 I swear, please go and do the dock for me. I cannot stretch and type that far. I made I made a line for it. All right, I got it. I got it. Hold on. I got we my... have a whole master list that none of you are allowed to see that has all of our secret plans for like the next year. Oh no, we can't no, we can't show that. That's that's top secret. No one no one's allowed to see it. There's some wild, wild master plans on there. I'm just writing hyper anyway, you storm want... for now. So uh Yeah, that's that's good. We'll come back to it. All right, what are we doing next? You want, What's the order? You want to talk about Days of Future Present? Yeah, you sure. You want to talk about Days of Future Present? <laughs> Days of Future Present. Let's do it. It's a mess. It's uh, you, you want to talk about Franklin Richards, uh, you know, being problematic? Well, uh, here we go. Let's let's do it. 
So this is four annuals that tell one story, and that one story is the same story over and over. Right. About Franklin Richards from Days of Future Past, you know, the one that died, uh, coming back and not liking the fact that Days of Future Past didn't happen, or having a weird thing about it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what happens. Um, We're going to spoil Days of Future Present right now. Days of Future Present. We are saying Days of Future Present. Yes, Uh, Days of of Future Present is not a great present. They should do a Days of Future Future. I think that's (laughs) the only one they haven't done yet. Because I know there's past. I know there's Days of Future yet to come. I know there's Days of Future Present. I know Warren Ellis did one, that crazy cute. I don't know if they've done a Days of Future Future, but that sounds like a good one. What about uh, different denominations of time? You could do, like, months of future upcoming, uh, minutes of future past. I feel like months of future past has happened. (laughs) Years of future past definitely happened. Yeah, yeah. That was a Battle World title. Yeah, they get a lot of mileage out of that. I guess. Um, You know, let's just spoil this for a second. This ain't Franklin Richards. It's a ghost. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. Hear that ghost noise. <laughs> Hear those chains are rattling. It it's That's gonna be your ASMR content for the week, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh the people watching live don't get that high quality ASMR content because I'm using a crappy uh iPhone or iPad mic instead of this this beautiful thing that I am caressing right now. I, I could hear it. I could hear the little jingle. Yeah, because I, I think they could hear you. Okay. Well that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Ghost of Franklin uh, turns out to be both a projection of Rachel's longing for her dead boyfriend and a projection of little Franklin Richards' uh, sort of reality warping powers. And he basically bungles around uh, messing with the Fantastic Four, making them fight a past version of themselves, the Silver Age version. Then he shows up in the New Mutants. Oh, we should mention that these are out of order. (laughs) Yes! Okay, so part two. Part two is the New Mutants were one. Uh, Rob was supposed to do the art. Y'all know the Rob. Uh, Rob was late and busy. Shocking. He did the cover. He did the cover. There is a very nice X-Force pinup in the back that I like. It's just Rob's future plans for New Mutants. But he was late enough that they did get a completely different artist to do this annual. Uh, by the way, uh, these are all written by Walt Simonson, Wheezy Simonson, uh, Chris Claremont, Jackson Geist, uh, John Bognov, Terry Shoemaker, uh, Chris Wozniak, Art Adams, and uh, who's that? Mark Heichel do the art on this one. Yeah, so uh, when you get to the end of Fantastic Four, it tells you to go to the X-Factor annual, but don't do that. If you are planning on reading this and you never have, you have to go to the New Mutants annual, where Franklin Richards comes back to the X-Mansion, basically rebuilds it, and, uh, you know, I guess they claim that the version of the X-Men that show up in this issue are what the future X-Men were, which include a a Magus version of Doug... um, uh, some dude on a hover bike named Blaze or Blade or something like that. Is it Blaze? What, what is his name? I don't know. But also the Archer guy from Youngblood. I forget his name because I haven't read Youngblood. No, the Archer guy from Youngblood is uh, definitely one of the characters in this. Adam, you've read Youngblood. Who am, who am I talking about? You're talking about Shaft. Shaft. You're talking about I'm Shaft. I'm talking about Shaft. Not to yes. Be, 
Yeah, not to be confused with the black exploitation character of uh, of great theme song fame, but uh, yeah, Shaft is basically Blade or Blaze or whatever. I gotta. Oh man, who cares? Who anyway, cares? He's a Generation character. X style. An older banshee is leading them, and uh, you know some some fisticuffs ensue. It, it, wow. Okay. Um, you know. It's fine. And then, of course, it gets repeated over and over again. He messes with the Fantastic Four. He messes with the New Mutants. He messes with X-Factor and makes ship disappear. Uh, he, in a backup story, messes with uh, Wolverine, Jubilee, and Psylocke for a couple minutes. And then everybody gets together, and the only issue that I would actually mildly recommend is the fourth one. Are you talking about the, the one X-Men that opens annual. up with Rachel, with Rachel Gray Summers dressed as the Hamburglar? Yeah, she's rocking a straight up mariachi hat. Like it's a it's a beautiful hat. It's very uh, good. And all she wanted was a cheeseburger. But all she you know, wanted was a cheeseburger. <laughs> it's what she's eating. She's eating cheeseburgers. Um but yeah, I mean you can tell that there's even some confusion between the different annuals as to like what the continuity is supposed to be because when Franklin and Rachel start talking to each other in the fourth issue, it's like they just fought each other to the death in the last one. And now they're having like this very chill combo. Um, and I guess we should mention Ahab. Ahab makes his uh, grand debut here. Ahab's nothing. I hate Ahab. I mean, like, can I be real with y'all? I you hate mean, Ahab. There's nothing to you him. You mean, you mean Cable? No. Of the future? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, Ahab, one of the. One of the worst uh, Chris Claremont creations. Ahab bad, actually. Uh, Ahab is, if I, if I uh, remember correctly, is an actual Art Adams design. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's an Art Adams design. He's done better. Um, not his best not work. He's, great... a, he's Art Adams. He's allowed to have an off day. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, Ahab's like what seven feet tall he's got his robotic uh leg his robotic arms he's got his psi harpoons um and it's very strongly suggested like really almost said out loud that this is supposed to be cable of the future because they hadn't figured out who cable was at this point and that's just terrible that has aged so poorly i mean look this whole comic's bad like it's I have mixed feelings about like that late eighties, early nineties, post uh Siege Perilous era of Claremont. Cause the Jim Lee stuff's very good. There's a lot of great stuff in it. There's also just some aimless trash garbage. <laughs> and this is part of that. Um yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that the art is so con- inconsistent. You have uh, Simonson kind of doing some breakdowns, you can tell, at the beginning of the Fantastic Four thing before he just lets Jackson Geis and I forget who the other artists take over. I've already clicked um, past it. X-Factor is, um, you know, if you were not a fan of John Bogdanoff's stuff. In Johnny Boggs Agenda, is good. I like Johnny Boggs. He's doing a much, much, much better job in this issue. So, uh, you know, God bless him. I actually liked a lot of the stuff he's doing in his issue. But if you don't like his stuff here, um, you know, if you didn't like his stuff in Extinction Agenda, you might, you know, be like, oh, geez. Um, and, 
you know, the fill-in art on the New Mutants issue is fine. But, it's fine. you know, all of it doesn't really feel like what was going on in the books at the time. Right. And the story is just, it's a mess. Um, and eventually they it comes to a head because they've got to make sure that this ghost goes away so that Franklin and Rachel, of the, you know, of the present don't actually just dissipate, you know, into uh, thin air. Anyway, the story just kind of ends. Uh, much like our conversation about it is about to. Where do you want to rank this one so we don't have to talk about it too much? Because I'd rather talk about the next comic we have. Did we mention that this was Gambit's first appearance? I'm. We didn't, but no one counts <laughs> it's not it as Gambit. At all. No one counts it as Gambit's first appearance, regardless of the fact that it is. Local comic stores like to fleece people with this annual, so uh, I, I beg to differ on that one. Uh, I would say that this is probably better, at least for the fourth issue, than that Hyperstorm arc we just talked about. Oh, you? yeah, yeah. I think it's worse than the Joe Mad Savage Wolverine. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was a lot more fun. Worse uh, than the Mirror Island Saga at 285. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's not as good as I Wildcats am... X-Men. It's not as good as Wildcats X-Men. No, and that's down at 302. Um, I would say it's better than Poptopia, in my personal opinion. Where's Pop... What do you think? How far down? Poptopia's at 305. 305. And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's fine. It can be better than Poptopia. It's not better than that Scotty Lobb's ep- issue of Excalibur where Nightcrawler does a goof with Krakoa's kid. No. No, it is not. Uh, so I think this is going to come in as our new 305. It is. Uh, that would be Days of Future Present. Man, uh, these aren't doing so well, are they? <laughs> I mean, I've got one that I like a lot better. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Oh, are we going to talk about the absolutely bananas uh, story that we have coming up next? We're going to talk about the best X-Men spinoff to ever happen. Probably not actually scientifically true, but I like it a lot. I love this team. It's the wildest. Y'all don't know how wild this team is. This is Daydreamers? A spinoff of Generation X. Generation X number 25 uh, featured this crew basically on the run from a horrifically, like, mutated version of uh, Black Tom Cassidy. Yeah, hey, Gen X-25's uh, freaking good. Go check that out if you haven't, because it rules. Yeah. Chris Bocciolo comes back for that issue. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he's chilling. It's so good. Anyway, they yeet off in that issue through a dimensional portal <laughs> uh, and into a book written by Jam Dematius, uh, Todd Tizago, and Martin Egg. Edgeland. Uh, here's the team of the Daydreamers. It's the good boys, Artie and Leech. Yay. Love to see them get some screen time. Love me some Artie and Leech. They don't do much in this comic. <laughs> but yeah, they were they were hanging out with Generation X at the time in a treehouse in the mm-hmm. danger room. <laughs> uh, and thanks to Onslaught, their best pal Franklin Richards gets to live with them. Adam, is and this... it's not just Wait, Franklin... Hold on, was that some Adam yeah. ASMR? A-A-S-M-R? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is my, uh, my, my cup, plastic cup of water. It's very exciting. <laughs> Look at that good content. Hey, Man-Thing's in this one, and so is Howard the Duck. <coughs> yeah, and who's the little robot girl? 
That's I forget. That's Tana Nile. She's a Regalian recorder. Uh, I think she was made up for Generation X, but also now I'm going to check the Marvel Wikia. I don't know. That sounds about right. She comes to Earth looking nah, she's for assistance. From, she's and... from Silver Age Thor. This is a Jack Kirby one. Oh. That's great. <laughs> this I is... mean, she just kind of looks like she doesn't belong there. But <laughs> the whole the whole uh, team there is, is pretty bonkers, especially since they're being led around by none other than Howard the Duck uh, <laughs> through the nexus of all worlds. Yeah, I like Howard the Duck. I think Howard the Duck's fun. I think more people should Howard use Howard is, the Duck. Yeah, and and this is a a fun, uh, unexpected use of him. Uh, and they get to travel to some very, uh, very like child literature uh, universes. They go to Doctor Seuss we, we World. To, go to Doctor Seuss World. They kind of go to uh, Wonderland, they sort do. of, but like Pooh is flying by, uh, like Winnie the Pooh. Yes, Winifred. Um, yes, not a dead poo crossover. Uh, if you remember us mentioning that on the show at one point, <laughs> um, but yeah, you I weren't mean, even on pretty... that episode. Hold on. That was me yelling at Charlie. Hey man, I, I listen to every episode and I love uh, that. whether I'm on it or not. I and, do too, uh, but I have to, cause I edit the dang thing. And and then they ultimately end up in Howard the Duck like Duck World, but duck it's world. not, it's not something's not quite right because Howard the Duck's, uh, you know, his parents family love him. basically, right? His parents are Leave It to Beaver, uh, so lots of television and and uh, children's book references throughout this whole thing. Um, hey, I mean, it, it's a fun experiment. If you like things like Fallen Angels, that where like characters just like hop from world to world this and do crazy is, things, you're gonna love this. This is 90s ass Fallen Angels, isn't it? Oh, for sure. That just clicked yeah. for me. <laughs> it 100% is. How do you feel um, about the art in this? Because I feel like there's some real standout panels, and then there's some stuff that just doesn't work very well. Yeah, uh, I, I wish they could have gotten a higher caliber artist for this. There's some stuff that really lands um, and works uh, with, with the fluid cartooning that's on display here. But, you know, each of the worlds that they go to, I mean, especially when they go to the Seuss world, it it looks like Dr. Seuss. Don't get me wrong. It does. But it's just not quite there. Like... It would have been so cool if each one of these worlds had a little bit more of a distinct vibe to them. I also um, feel artistically. like I feel like this is a to the artist's credit, this is a real freaking tough script to draw. Oh my god, yeah. None of them are you No, Franklin Richards is your only human. <laughs> Artie yep. and Leech don't count. They are cancer boys. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't think that we've really uh, delved into the villain of this story yet, which turns out to be... Franklin himself. Franklin's fault. Franklin, Franklin did it again. He did it again. In his defense, it is all boiling down to the fact that Franklin has not properly grieved for uh, what he believes is the death of his parents. Now, I don't know the backstory on that. They, Where they, we're at in they continuity. Jumped, they, jumped, they jumped into an onslaught and went to a counter-Earth because he also created another alternate reality for them to live on on the other side of the sun. 
Good job, Franklin. Uh, I'm sure they were very appreciative. You of know, that. that's how Heroes Reborn <laughs> ends, right? <laughs> well, yeah, they were all right. It's not. It's not the six one six. It's right. It's an alternate. Yeah, it's it's oh. Dream World that Franklin made because Franklin's all powerful right. and has dream powers. Yeah. So so they're being hunted by this uh, this ghostly apparition, uh, second the ghost dark of the show. Hunter. The Dark Hunter. And uh, really all Dark Hunter wants to do is just like, hey, Franklin, like, let's have a good cry and we can all go home. And that's pretty much how it ends. Frankly, frankly, in today's day and age, that's a good message to send to people. Just like, y'all have a good cry and then we're going to move on. It's very timely. Very um, timely. This, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're looking for an excuse to hop around from uh, dimension to dimension... Uh, it might as well just be Franklin Richards just, you know, sort of screwing with everybody's day, right? It honestly should. Uh, how do you feel about this compared to, like, let's say, uh, JMD's Iceman? Um, that's a great comparison. What do we have that as Um, on the list? Let's see. I'm trying to think, because Iceman Volume 3 is at 272, and I feel like... I don't know. I can't search. I can't do text searches right now. Adam, please. Adam, please. Hey, Control F looking. Iceman. I got it. I got it. You can do it. it. I believe uh, in you. We've got it. Oh, geez. Iceman Volume 1's all the way down at 315. Well, it's not great. I, guess we... I think this is better than that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think this goes a little bit higher. It's taking some real risks. Um, I I love the the absolutely bonkers casting here. Howard the Duck really does sort of tie this whole thing together, even though I'm not a huge fan of the fact that they gave him, like, a random love subplot with... I uh, liked it. I liked it. I mean, it's fine. And at the end, he's like, I'm sorry, I've got Beverly waiting for me back in Cleveland. I can't. That's true. That's true. And... there's also a great gag about Howard the Duck having a hit movie and him like being like that never happened. Which I've is never, great. I've never actually watched the George Lucas Howard the Duck movie. I have not either. Uh, it's not on my list. But um, I hear there are ducks in it, and that's not something I need in my life. Yeah, I would agree. That's uh, anyway. <laughs> It's not as good as that Jim Lee transition from that. Uh, Yeah. I I think we are probably not going to go higher than like 250. No. Which is like the introduction of Bishop. So like we're we're somewhere in that realm. I see you. Do you have highlighted Adam X's first appearance? Oh, this is not. No, his. This is not better than that time that Adam X and Shatterstar went to Murder World. Yeah. Okay. So we're lower than 270. Um, is this better than the first appearance of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, X-Men 4 and 5? Ain't better than X-Men 4, definitely better than X-Men 5. Yeah, I think it's better than Extraordinary X-Men 1 to 5 too at 273. Here's what I'd say. Let's go one spot above that. I think that's better than Iceman Volume 3, 1 through 5. It's not as good as all of that stuff when Rogue and Iceman go on a road trip. You, you are absolutely right. So this is going to be our new one, uh, 272. This is 272. Y'all, you gotta, you gotta submit a couple years ago. You have to go back in time and submit more stories for us to cover that are great so that we can break the top 100 or never. Because <laughs> I do like reminding people about that time that Magneto threw Red Skull into a hole. Yeah, I mean, 
it's oops i just put that in the wrong place yeah you've got to uh, do this yeah. right adam i'm not gonna check your work here hold on i'm fixing it i'm fixing it. i just sorry i inserted the uh the row in the wrong place okay i got it daydreamers one two three which i would i mean i know it's not super high on the list but check I would it out recommend it's people wild check down yeah, it's not on Unlimited, unfortunately. So, um, you know, you may have to do some long box diving. And obviously right now you can't do that. But, um, you know, d- when you can, when you are physically able, legally able, uh, track it down. It's it's definitely worth checking out. Yes, do follow all the laws while trying to find your floppies. Uh, end of the day, guys. Thank you so much for... Uh being here thank you this episode of days of future past which is not the name of our podcast son of a <laughs> this episode of Bally adam was brought to us again by sad althani <laughs> sad went over to patreon.com and tossed some money our way to continue to support the show that he really enjoys if you want to be like him uh go to patreon.com slash xavier files throw money uh this way one special thing uh we talked about it a little bit last week but now it's formalized uh in a partnership with uh, Sketched slash Off Panel, uh, the podcast slash website slash Media Empire that David Harper does, uh, we are having a fund for comics creators who are hit by the uh, coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic that's going on right now. It's not a ton, uh, but we really want to spread the word for that. We've got a... We've got a chunk of money from both of our Patreons set aside specifically for that because we want to support the people who are making the comics that we love. So, absolutely. If you can, if you can get the word out about that, just raise awareness. That would be great. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, Twenty eight pages later, uh, which is a comics creators advocacy group, uh, is really doing a lot of work. They've been helping out us out a ton with that. Uh, so if you could, that'd be great. We really want to help out, uh, the people in our community that just are getting hit by this. Otherwise, um, oh yeah. Do you have a sentimental thing? No, I was just going to say like, yeah, I mean, we, we love these people. They, they create the thing we love. So, uh, if if we can help give back at all, um, we'd like to, that was all I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, I was about to say that you can also go to XavierFiles.com. That has all the latest and greatest articles uh, when comics exist again, which uh, they don't right now. Uh, Adam, Xavier Files is on Twitter. You know this stuff. Adam, where can people find you online? Guys, you can always follow me uh, at Arthur Stacy on Twitter. Um, I've actually been posting on Instagram recently. So I don't you follow, follow you on, on Instagram. Instagram. Why don't I follow I think you? I follow you. I don't know, man. Uh, I actually, hey, I actually I almost use, never use it. I just started really, you know, going back to it. So uh, I use my Instagram just, more as a private thing so I can take pictures of food. I made some yeah, steaks. I like that idea. Not last night. It was for Easter. They were my Easter ribeyes, uh, and they turned out great. Mm. I've been I've been using a charcoal grill because I'm a dad now. <laughs> I've been a dad for a while, but I'm now truly a dad. Uh, and. Boy, oh boy, uh, has it changed my life significantly. Mm, I love barbecuing. I, I haven't done that in a while, but or grilling. Um, yeah, barbecuing is a specific a other thing. 
Yeah, that's not what I was. Anyway, so yeah, those those are where you can find me. And what are we talking about next week, Zach? Next week we are going to be talking. Oh shoot, I did not check. Hold on. What are we, Adam? What are we talking about next week? Is it uh, next I'm week? We're- answer my own question. <laughs> next week we're going to talk about all the times in the past they tried to say, "Hey, this is what Storm was doing before the X Men." Right. We got right. some of that John Byrne content up in here. Uh-oh. We got some late John Byrne. Uh, until then, guys, this has been Bally Adam. We hope you survived the experience. Get it! to join when he joins we will get started with the podcast when it starts adam where are you we're waiting for adam and then we'll get started with a battle of the adam that's live for everyone this song's being recorded on my computer so i guess it'll probably be on the back of the album when it actually goes out man there's like nine of you still waiting for adam adam's not here where is Adam? There's 17 of you, and none of you are Adam. He's the most important person to this show because he has to be there to record with me. He's the co-host with the most host, and we're sitting in my basement, and look, there's a bunch of posters. My wife put them up, so this room wasn't so super boring. This one has Mass Effect, but it's X-Men 137. This is a song Adam just said he doesn't know what to do.